You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Lions, Locked on Podcast Network. On a Monday, Matt Derry with you on this Monday, June 21st, into Tuesday, June 22nd. Thank you for listening and joining us today on the show, which we are brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. Coming up on the show today, I've about had enough. I've about had enough of two Lions topics. They both need to go away. And yes, one of them I've been I've been beating the dead horse for years and I'm done doing it. We will explain on the show. Also, Nolan Bianchi, the host of Locked On Red Wings, wanted to come on the show today. He's been bugging me. He's all over me. Matt, anytime you can have me on, I'm telling you, the Lions are gonna be better than people think. Some positivity on this year's Lions team from Nolan. Coming up shortly here on the show. Follow us on Twitter at Derry Speaks, D E R Y Speaks, at Locked On Lions on Twitter, and also on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. All right, um, here we go. Earlier today, Jay Glazer from Fox NFL, he's a reporter, he's, you know, bodybuilder guy. He, he gets on today on Twitter, and he writes the following, at Jay Glazer, quote, Rams head coach Sean McVay on his new quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Bro, this dude's a bad MFer. Whatever people say about him, as good as it can be, he's even better than advertised. End quote. <laughs> I'm ready to throw up. Is anybody else sick and tired of Sean McVay just dousing himself, lathering, showering himself in the Matthew Stafford butter like every day? Hey, Sean, we get it. We get it. You love your quarterback. You've had a nice little offseason with him so far. You still got a few more months to go before we even get to training camp. Can we... Pump the brakes a little bit on this man crush. My God. I'm sick of this. Bro, he's a bad MFer. He's even better than advertised. Jeez. Last week it was, oh, I'm in such a better mood. My family says I'm in a better mood because of my quarterback. We get it. Sean, you love Stafford? You hated golf. We get it. This is such an old bit. It's getting so tiresome. This is getting older than Calvin Johnson's media tour talking about, oh, the lie. Still don't, I'm still not back with the Lions yet. Okay, Calvin. I, I, I These two stories can go away. Okay, we, Calvin Johnson is running a cannabis company with Rob Sims. They're both good guys. Okay, Rob is especially, I've met Rob numerous times. These are good dudes, primitive cannabis, good good for them. And they've made the media rounds. They, they talked to Mike Rosenberg 
or uh, Mike Rothstein, they talked to Jennifer Hammond. They were on Woodward Sports last week. Great. But I've about had enough. All right? We get it. Calvin's not officially 100% back with the Lions yet. Calvin's still upset. Uh, here's his cannabis company. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, enough. Enough. I don't know what's worse and what's more annoying. Sean McVay every day just foaming at the mouth over his quarterback? A guy that, that that many people don't even rank in the top 10 in the NFL? I like Matthew Stafford. He's a good, good quarterback. But he's not great. And just the, 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 just the, the oozing of excitement. for I mean, We get it, Sean. We get it. You got rid of your old quarterback, got a new one. It's like that buddy of yours that gets a new car. And he just keeps talking about the car. Oh, did I tell you about my about, about the V6? Did I tell you about the windows? Did I tell you about the stereo? Why don't you come in and take a look at the car? And you're like, yeah, I'm good. And like a week later, you go to dinner with your buddy again, and he goes, huh. We go out to when we got to the parking lot. I gotta show you something with this car. This car's unbelievable. And you're like, okay, I get it. You love your new car. Enough. It's the same thing with McVeigh. I mean, this is getting tiresome and old. Of course, Dan Orlovsky responded to Jake Laser. Been saying it for a decade exactly this way. Baddest cat on the field. Yeah, the baddest cat that never won anything here. And God bless him. All right, didn't have a lot of material to work with. You know, he, he didn't have a Hall of Fame wide receiver to ever throw. Oh, wait, he did. He had Calvin Johnson. <laughs> I'm sorry, Matthew. I don't want to hate on Stafford, but, geez, if this guy didn't win a playoff game this year, my goodness. I'm just, anybody else sick of this? I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing about how great Stafford is from Sean McVay. You guys have had a couple of practices together in a mini camp. Slow down. No one watches film like my new quarterback. He's so good. Okay. Thanks, Sean. We get it. We get it. The genius, Sean McVay, the young genius. We'll see how big of a genius he is. Nolan Bianchi from Lockdown Red Wings is coming up next. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Go there now. Baseball season in full swing. You can bet on the games and bet online. What about these NBA playoff games? They've been unbelievable. Hockey tonight. Islanders lightning. You want to put some money down on the game. You could do it at betonline.ag. For the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. All right? Go to the website now to sign up, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, promo code LOCKEDON. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And hey, strawberry and orange are back at BuiltBar.com. Folks, they got great deals going on at Built Bar right now. I just got the Built Bites, the cookies and cream ones. And the Cherry Barcia Built Bites today in the mail. If you've never had a Built Bar, now you got to try it. All right? They're the best tasting protein bars ever. They're amazing. And the great thing about Built Bars is, like, I got these Built Bites, and it can be a quick snack, and it's only 70 calories. The bars are only 130 calories, yet they taste delicious. Good for you. And they taste great. You can't beat that at BuiltBar.com. Order today. Get whatever you like. Get yourself that mixed box. Awesome stuff. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. 
and you'll get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. This ought to be fun. I received a uh, DM a couple of weeks ago from my buddy Nolan Bianchi, of course, uh, hosts the Locked on Red Wings podcast, works over the Detroit News, and he's like, I got to come on your show because I feel differently than other people about the Lions. So here he is, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the host of Locked on Red Wings. Nolan B. is uh, with me. What's up, brother? How's it going, Mac? Good, uh, good to be here. Thanks for having me again. It's uh, nice to be back on. I love the fact that you are, um, you're not going the opposite of the fans, but you want to speak your mind. You want to tell the fans something about the Lions. You have a lot of hope for this season, do you not? I, I don't know if I would necessarily say I have a lot of hope, but what I do have is uh, an adverse reaction to a lot of experts out there locally, like, Looking people in the eyes and being like, "Hey, next year it's it's gonna be really bad." Like, you, you know, you you might not even want to watch sometimes. And it's like, I I just I cannot deal with this <laughs> rhetoric surrounding this franchise because, like, do you know what we've seen? Like, they they know what we've seen. They've covered this team. A lot of these these you know flyers and stuff like that. I've covered this team for a long time, and I just I, I don't see how it can get much worse. I mean, that you just come off a season where you're setting a franchise record for worst defense ever in the final year of the Patricia era. Yes. Year two of the Patricia era, this is a team that watched David Blau paper cut itself to death uh, over the, the second half of the season, just bled out, no hope anywhere. And this is a team that in the first year of the Matt Patricia era let Michael Dixon, the Seattle Seahawks punter, run out of his own end zone on a non-planned fake punt to kill any semblance of playoffs in year one of the Patricia era. I just don't know how it can get much worse. And, you know, we can we can go a little bit further than that, break it down by roster and all that other stuff. But I just think on its face, the uh, yes, there is, like, enormous potential for a clown show. But I also think that, like, how can you really top the clown show that just left town because that was a clown show that thought it was the smartest guy in the room. So there's always a little bit of more, uh, I don't know what you want to like call it towards them, but just, it just, I, I don't see how it can get much worse in the previous regime and the results that it put on the field. Okay. Nolan, how many win? If you, have you looked at the schedule? Let me play devil's advocate first. Have you looked at the schedule? Yes, I have. That's yes, I a, have. don't you think that's a problem? The schedule's hard. It 100% is a problem, but I don't, you know, we don't really know what the Packers are going to be. I think we, I think you can usually, before every season, just kind of chalk up, you know, two wins for the Packers. Maybe not, like, you know, from 2015 to 19 or whatever that was, but, uh, you know, it was like, I feel like maybe that'll be this year, but you don't really know what you're going to get out of the Bears. Like, Justin Fields isn't starting week one. Uh, Matt Nagy, that. Like I, I don't know that they're going to be willing to let him run free. So you don't even know if you're going to see him in those matchups. Now, if it's Detroit versus Andy Dalton, I guess anything can really happen. You got the Bengals on the schedule. You don't know what they're going to be. You got the Eagles on the schedule. You don't know what they're going to be. I just think that there's, you know, when you look at this division, Chicago, Minnesota, I don't think that they're going to be that intimidating. I could be completely wrong. I do think Justin Fields is probably going to be maybe the best, like that. That, that sucks that he went to Chicago. 
But I just think that, like, this year, the strength of this division is nothing, like, mind-blowing. There's no one team that's like, ooh, watch out for this team. It's like, let's see what these four, four teams can do. And for the Lions, I think the expectations are the lowest, and rightfully so, but I don't know. I, I, I hear you. They have a very tough schedule, especially coming out of the gate. You got to go uh, to Lambeau in week two, to Soldier Field in week four. You got the Ravens and the Niners at home. I just, I don't know. I think after that stretch, it lightens up a little bit. I think they're going to squeak out some wins in there. And if nothing else, they're going to end up with a similar record to last year. I don't think they're going to be in contention for the number one overall pick. And I guess that that's kind of where the discrepancy lies that I, I, I get fired up about. Because I just, I just don't see them being the worst team in the league. Nolan Bianchi, host Locked on Red Wings. We'll ask him a hockey question at some point in this, but he, he reached out to me. He's defending his Honolulu Blue and Silver here and says they will not be as bad as some people think, winning two games, three games, four games, going, let's say, four and 13. All right, so how many wins do you do you project then? Do you, five at the at the least amount? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, I, I would, like, project five. Like, that... And, you know, obviously that's not taking a step forward from next year, but it's also not completely cratering to the earth. And I think that there's, like, a lot of different reasons for that. I think the the offensive line is going to be much improved uh, this season. Obviously that's something that we probably say, you probably say, uh, heading into every training camp or whatever it may be. Uh, but you look, at, you look at the offensive line, that's completely revamped. You look at the rushing attack. Adrian Peterson is no longer going to lead this team in carries. Thank you. Uh the wide receiver court, yes, they took a step back. Yes, they lost Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay didn't play two-thirds of the season last year. I do think Marvin Jones, honestly, maybe one of the most underrated lines in the last five, ten years, but, well, that's that's a whole other point. Uh, and I just, like, you just kind of subtract and add and subtract and add, and I just kind of think it's the wash. When you look at this roster, I don't think the linebackers can get much worse. I don't think the secondary can get much worse. You're hopefully going to get a healthy trade flowers. Romeo Aquar is coming off a 10-sack season. You got Michael Brockers inside. And you just drafted two guys that you really like a lot, and you know exactly what you're going to do with them. And I think that that's kind of something that's that's impressed slash intrigued me by the first draft was, you know, you can identify a Matt Patricia guy. He was slow. He was too big <laughs> for his position. He was probably not going yes. to work anywhere else but in a Matt Patricia scheme. And guess what? He didn't work in a Matt Patricia scheme either. But with this regime, it, it like it makes sense. You don't have to galaxy brain it for it to make sense. Like it's just like, okay, this is a very good football player. This is where they need to get better. I don't know. I just I, I just think that they got like marginally better everywhere on defense. And if there's any 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 improvement schematically at all, which I think it would be virtually impossible not to, they're going to improve. Nolan Bianchi is uh, hilarious. He hosts the uh, Locked On Red Wings podcast. He is predicting 11 wins. You heard it right here. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> here on the Locked On Lions. No, we're not doing it. We're not, we're not gimmicking it up uh, yet. All right, all right. Um, when we come back, I want to ask him about uh, what we talked about before we came on. That is uh, Sean McVay. I mean, it's to the point now where basically Sean McVay is going to uh, drop his 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 significant other and 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 try to steal Matthew Stafford away from Kelly, 
And we'll get a, a Red Wing question in as well. That's all coming up next. Got to tell you, though, first about our friends at rockauto.com with the ever-increasing number of makes and models. It's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. That is why you need to go to rockauto.com. It is simple. It's the best. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend like 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? All right? Like a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, but only $215 at Rock Auto. Family-owned business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, folks, at rockauto.com. I know Bianchi, host of the Lockdown Red Wings podcast, is with us talking to the Lions. I do want to ask him a Red Wings question. If you're a Wings fan, you got to listen to Nolan uh, each and every day right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. All right, this Matthew Stafford stuff, every day, Nolan, there's a new uh, Sean McVay quote about Stafford. I mean, this is ridiculous. Today he's like, oh, this uh, he's a bad mother effer today, and God, he's so good. It's like... I've had enough already. I thought I had enough of Calvin Johnson talking, but now apparently I think I've had enough of Sean McVay. My gosh, I think I'm going to start rooting against Stafford now just to shut McVay up. Are you as annoyed as I am with this? Dude, I so here I was literally thinking this uh, like two weeks ago, week or, week and a half ago. There was a story that came out uh, from the Associated Press, Greg Beecham. The headline is McVay in better mood says he's better coach. With Stafford, and I, I saw that headline, and I remember thinking to myself, like the egg on this dude's face, if this does not work out, after all, like the way that he's dressing it up, why does he, why does he keep talking? That, I don't understand. Like he's only setting himself up for embarrassment and failure. Let the play speak for itself. I understand what he, like why he probably is giving that vote of confidence. He's probably you know that's. It's a coach thing, you know, fire, firing your guys up and raise them up, hopefully get the team fired up, rally around him, uh, you know, you put on that show in, in the public and hopefully there's buying in the locker room. But I just think that, like, at a certain point, there's a diminishing point of return on how much you can boost one guy's confidence and and before it starts turning into, all right, dude, settle down. And then, I mean, if, if they don't make playoffs this year, Sean McVay is going to get memed into oblivion by the Internet. Like that, that, in just so many different ways, and, and poor Matthew Stafford too. We'll get caught up in the middle of that. So I feel bad for Matthew Stafford in that regard, uh, as well as it's like he is just such a uh, shut your mouth, don't say anything kind of guy. And now all of a sudden he's getting his proper due, which frankly, good for him. It was about time somebody started talking about him like this. But uh, I don't know. I just don't think it's a very good situation to put a guy in when the expectations coming in were already Super Bowl or bust, and now you're adding all of this this weird, you know, I don't, it, it, like, relationship, like, this is my brother, it's my, like, it just, it feels weird. It is weird, and then, of course, uh, so Jay Glazer put out the tweet this afternoon, and then Dan Orlovsky responded to the tweet and said, 
been saying it a deck for a decade exactly this way. Baddest cat on the field. It's like, oh God, enough, enough already. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Jeez. And I and 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 you know on a lot of different fronts. Like I said, I'm sick of it on a lot of different fronts. I'm sad. I feel bad for Stafford, like him being set up like this. I don't know. I just feel like he's 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 being set up to fail in a lot of different ways, and it's unfortunate because. Uh, you know, you kind of wish that he could go to a place where he could just kind of put his head down and, and leave behind, like, you know, curses or whatever, the spotlight. And, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure he's happy to be in Los Angeles and, and be working with Sean McVay and all those other types of things. But I don't know. I just I, I don't like it for him. I'm worried for him. Final thing, Nolan, uh, you host the Red Wings, the podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, Lockdown Red Wings. Uh, no lottery luck again the last couple of weeks. Well, what's the state of this franchise? And i got to be honest, like, you know, we've said some unbelievable captains here, all the way from Eiserman, at least when I got here, to Lidstrom, to, to Zetterberg. Dylan Larkin, how, how much Dylan Larkin bashing goes on on your podcast, or, or is there any at all? I got to be honest, there's not a whole lot. Uh, I don't really know that that's warranted either because he he was kind of put in an impossible situation. I think, by and large, the expectations coming into the season were very similar to last year. Um, you know, he didn't have the best scoring season. I don't have the stats pulled up uh, in front of me. I can pull that up here in a second, but... The point production was a, a tad bit concerning, but I think in the long run it won't be because right now it seems like you know this team like they, they got run out of the gym, they got run out of the rink every single night in in that nineteen twenty season, and like drastic changes were necessary. This team, while they were always kind of a, a defense first type of team under Jeff Blaschel, they did a they they hit hyperdrive to steal a uh, quote there from Adam Gase, one that I love so much. Uh, they had hyperdrive on their defense instead of their offense. And I think that's where a lot of the shortcomings come from offensively for Dylan Mark and maybe Philip Sedina, the shooting percentage as well. Um, shooting percentage is basically, it, it's very similar to the batting average of balls in play stat in baseball. Um, and it's just basically saying, like, how lucky is a person get? Like, is, is his goal scoring sustainable? Is this slump sustainable? What does it tell us about, you know, how many how many goals he should be scoring? Those were all pretty decent. And it was just a little bit of bad luck. Um, a, a crazy, crazy season. I know that was the same for everybody. But this is a team who came out of the gate, started 2-2, two and two, lost seven guys due to COVID, went, lost, like, six, seven in a row after their third road trip of the season. And then after they got back, pretty much played 500 hockey the rest of the way without their leading score and Tyler Bertuzzi uh, and, and getting disappointing seasons offensively from Del Markin and Anthony Mantha and Philip Sedina. Um, and so I just think all of those things combined, like uh, there was a tangible step forward this year. I think that will continue into next year. I'm not saying anything too crazy, but instead of maybe having the fifth best lottery odds, we'll have the eighth or ninth best lottery odds. And I think because it is taking a little bit longer than fans would like, I think they're a little bit concerned about it. But if we're in a normal year, I mean, Maurice Sider, their 2019 first-round pick, six overall, is playing in the NHL this season. But he doesn't. He stays over in the SHL so he can make sure that he gets a full season in. And he just so happens to win defenseman of the year over in that league. So the guys are coming. They're just not here yet. And, and it's kind of 
I think in a way similar to last season's Tigers, where it was like, I really just want to see Casey Mice. I really just want to see Terrace Google. Like, there is kind of that feeling of like, okay, I really just want to see Moritz Sider and Lucas Raymond. Uh, and, and I think that's frustrating, but also like, don't break the holding pattern. Don't get impatient. This rebuild is on an excellent track. Um, you know, and, and it's being built by Steve Eisman. You look at what he did at the trade deadline, what he got in return for Anthony Mantha. Steve Eisman is looking to build a hockey team that will contend for 20 to 25 years. And um, I, I think that the moves that he's made and, and kind of maybe pushing the rebuild a year down the road with the Mantha trade and other moves that he's made, I think that is all kind of with the headspace of like, once we get this train going, we're not planning on slowing down. And so let's make sure the foundation is right. And now they're going into a off season where they have $50 million in cap space. So I don't know. They, you know, I understand why fans are impatient, but there was a step forward this year. They had so many guys come off the books last year that were just completely like dead weight contracts. I think the Stephen Weiss contract is finally done. Um, <laughs> they're done paying, uh, I think Henrik Zetterberg. Oh my LPIR, God. Payment comes off the books this year. So this is a team that is literally just waiting in the weeds for its opportunity and uh but also at the same time building sustainably so um it, it's going to take a little bit longer than i think people were maybe hoping but they're going to be in it for the long haul and i and i think that if, out of anybody in this town if they're going to believe anybody to build a team it's going to be stevie Y. and um he's still got everybody's faith so i think they're heading in the right direction this offseason i think is going to be fun Next season is going to be fun. Uh, you're going to start to see a lot of the new guys coming over, Raymond, Sider, Bergen. Uh, he was a 2018 second-round pick that just popped off in the Swedish Hockey League this past year. So uh, things are trending in the right direction, and just believe in Steve. Matt, all, all, all positivity from Nolan, starting with the talk about the Lions. All right, brother, thanks for coming on. <laughs> I think it's just wishful thinking, but whatever. We'll, we'll call it positivity. Nolan Bianchi, the host of Locked On Red Wings, joining us here on Locked On Lions today on this Monday. We'll do it all again tomorrow.